This podcast is brought to you by Score Foundation. Hi, my name is George Abraham, and welcome to Iway Conversations. My guest today is. Satish Kumar, a senior digital accessibility engineer. Satish, uh, you've been a student of English language and literature, and you transitioned into becoming a digital accessibility engineer. How did that happen? When I was seven years itself, I saw the first computer, and that's where my uh, love for computers started. Because for me, it, it was kind of a magic. That's what I even uh, sometimes still think, and. Uh, But during those days, I never saw any screen readers. I just uh, saw this computer at uh, at my school, and then somewhere when I was finishing up my tenth standard, they bought uh, a set of computers with screen reader. When I was uh, and I got an opportunity to just do a, a show for Doordarshan, uh, wherein I was just typing and they were shooting that. And then it obviously it stopped because elsewhere outside we did not have that opportunity. I went to study English language and literature, and I finished MPhil. Uh, but before uh, there there was a time period between MPhil and MA, that is PG, um, wherein I took uh, I went to NIVH and uh, uh, did a course on a computer and obviously screen reader and all that. So I. I I also bought a computer to to do my MPhil dissertation in two thousand six itself. But somewhere in the time, I I just thought it is my destiny is not going to be um, inside a college wherein I could become a professor and talk to students. I'm not saying the profession is not good, but it's just that I didn't want to restrict myself to that um, domain. So from two thousand eight, I started searching for a job, and then I landed. Uh, at Tata Consultancy Services, and I was working as a business skills consultant. I'm um, a trainer there. And in somewhere around 2010, I thought, okay, I should reshape my career because uh, that was just about only business skills. So I started learning through one of my friends, digital accessibility, and we also had opportunities to talk to and train the st- uh, same students, uh, trainees at Tata Consultancy Services. Then in 2013, I came out of TCS, uh, TCS, and then I was uh, working as a freelance consultant. And then somewhere in 2014, I got uh, um, a training through um, Mitra Jyoti in Bangalore and SAP uh, in partnership. And then wherein I was, uh, I, I ex- exposed my skills to the trainers and uh, things like that, and then. From there, I got picked up by another company, and then my career uh, picked off uh, as a full-time accessibility consultant. You started your career as a business skills trainer. What does that mean? Uh, generally, business skills is, in other way, if you want to say, it's a soft skills training. That's what people want to call. But I, we would call it as business skills because soft skills is for life. But this is specifically meant for doing uh, what you require in a corporate company. And uh, so at Tata Consulting Services, what happened was like we had 
people coming in from colleges as part of the campus recruitment and thousands of uh, new uh, trainees would come and they would undergo a rigorous training both in technical as well as non-technical aspects that is technical and business skills um, aspects so we were taking care of the business skills part i was taking care of uh, business skills part and i was training them on uh, so uh, first spoken uh, written communication because obviously um, you know corporate requires a more formal uh, communication method and uh, so in that we covered email power, um, and all other technical writing and probably how to uh, doing a conversation starters with clients and all that and then we also train people on professional grooming like how to dress up for an occasion uh, how to have a power lunch team building skills conflict management so these are a few topics that we covered um, on those uh, as part as part of the training um, so that's how it was obviously there were uh, power presentations and so we would put up those presentations we would go along with a lot of real time stories we'll also tell them the vision vision value value statement of the company and then what is expected of them how they will grow up uh, in their career and the career is not just about being developer or tester but it is all about uh, you know taking different turns in their career and all that so that is how that is what business skills all about so you were training people who were sighted how did they kind of respond to you uh, so I'll, i'll just just give you a small anecdote wherein you know what happened was in one of the sessions uh, some of the people who were from iits were part of the training uh, so after the break my session started so a few uh, people were i think uh, having some um, bubble gums and i just walked in i took some two uh, uh two strolls and i said okay from the third row either the first second or third person you're eating a a bubble uh, a bubble gum i won't ask you to go out and spit it now but from next class please don't do that so i said that because uh one is that i mean they would be obviously blowing bubbles and other people would be watching instead of concentrating on the training and even for themselves it is not going to be Uh, a very good experience i mean when i chew a bubble gum what i mean is that it's boring so they were actually kind of taken aback or surprised how you were exactly pointing out that particular person or the row so it just needs that we need to be aware of our environment just fine tune our senses and be careful with them and once you start impressing with these uh, small i would say gimmicks i would say tricks or uh, whatever we want to call they would actually understand that you know he may be a non-sighted person but you can't actually mess around with those people because they know what to do and what not to do if you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness please share the iway national toll free helpline number 1800 53 204469 the number is 18005320469 satish uh, you've been working now for in a corporate world for nearly 14 years 
you would have seen a lot of opportunities or possible opportunities for people who are blind in the corporate world would you like to share uh, your views in terms of what are these opportunities that you think exist in the corporate world for blind people um so one uh, one area i have seen people working is hr wherein uh, people uh, take uh, learning and development which is part of that human resources section department and they train people on different things uh, it can be, it can be you know training people on diversity training training people on um, other uh, uh, corporate subjects and all all that and we can also do recruiting because i know people who are uh, part of the recruitment teams onboarding i wouldn't suggest as part of human resource because you need to do deal with a lot of documentation and we need to see that so it's better not to take up that one because it's a bit challenging but recruitments yes we can arrange interviews screen profiles uh, you know call people and and ask them if they are okay to attend interviews and all that that is all quite easy because you have if the platform uh, wherein you are scheduling interviews or screening interviews are accessible i think uh, people can take that up and then i would say uh, a lot of people have done their mbas in corporate uh, hr plus you know some people have done i, I know some some people who have done financing also uh, and what i understand as financing is you know a lot of people think oh it's math so i don't want to do but i don't think that's the right way to say because uh i've seen people who became became late blind are taking up these subjects so mathematics is all about brain it's not about eyes i would say and we are not anyway financing we are not going to deal with algebra and all that stuff so we can still do corporate financing uh we can become part of that um i uh, and also i feel that even business analysts are very good uh, to say uh, to think about and then a few people have taken up uh developer role <coughs> um this, this is what software development yeah software development uh and particularly now uh, the recent development which i heard uh, just last week is all about data science and a few people are working on that and um and then uh, there are a few people who are working as part of the um uh, qa there is quality audit or quality control or whatever they want to call uh they be, they can become testers functional testers they can do manual testing as of now and uh, i would say that if they are interested really they can also become a salesforce admin uh, salesforce is a, a kind of a packaged software that deals with everything like you can log a service request it's a crm it has crm a customer relationship management applications and all that even people can work on that as uh, in that area um the only thing is we need to have the right training uh, before we take up that job uh, satish uh, i just wanted to know um, uh, if you were to advise a blind person who wants to join corporate india what is the kind of preparation he needs to do in terms of skills in terms of uh, uh, in terms of knowledge in terms of uh, generally in terms of preparation so uh one thing that i wanted to bring uh to the table is that first is the social skills yeah and when i mean social skills uh what i say is that we are all good talking to another blind person uh, person or maybe in a group or a community yeah we don't feel 
uh, threatened or we don't feel insecure about it. But somewhere down the line, when people say that, uh, no, I'm working with the sighted folks, people have this idea that, oh, sighted folks are entirely different. How are we going to deal with them? So I think we should shed that kind of inhibition. And during college days uh, itself, people have to go and make friends with sighted folks, understand that world also, because that world is not entirely different from our world, I would say. Yeah. Um, it's just that the way we learn and the way they learn, the way we interact or the way they interact can be a bit different. But at the end of the day, all of us are having, uh, you know, uh, dealing with the same human emotions at the end of the day. And second is uh, communication. Um, because a lot of people, uh, people from city are okay, I would say, because like they are able to communicate and people who are late blind also have a very good moderate education. They have that opportunity. Uh, but what I understand is sometimes when people are uh, blind from childhood and if they are coming from, you know, particularly rural background, um, they need to work on their communication and above that, they need to work on their soft skills. They need to update themselves with recent uh, developments and uh, set their goal. To support our work with the blind and visually impaired, you can visit the donate page on our website www.scorefoundation.org. In. Please note www.scorefoundation.org.in. You've also uh, been a public speaker. You've done some public speaking, and I was uh, uh, reading that you had been to Los Angeles to be part of uh, season. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that, uh, about uh, how did that happen and what did you speak about and how was it received by the people there? Um, so when I started my uh, accessibility journey, I started uh, at TCS, but obviously uh, the full-time thing picked off uh, in Bangalore. Then I moved to Hyderabad uh, with the uh, top accessibility uh, agency and I met another person in that company who was actually really motivating me uh, to go for writing papers and all that because he saw that I was speaking well, I was asking right questions and I was also uh, able to write well. Um, he motivated me to apply for this one for the first time and my first presentation was out of the experience that I had in a project. So it was not something that I did research or anything. It was all just all about how we uh, fixed a particular uh, WordPress site. Even I was also speaking to a global audience for the first time because that conference was, uh, it is an international conference. It has gained an international popularity uh, among accessibility uh, community. But since I had already stage exposure, I didn't feel anything, uh, any, I was not edgy about that one. I went and I spoke and I made sure that the audience interacted with me. It is not like I saying everything 100%. No. So presentations must be interactive. That's one of the things I learned in my, during my soft skills training too. Yeah. So I practiced and they started really liking the presentation. At the end of the presentation, people came, they, they, they took my card. Uh, a few people asked different questions and I got a good feedback. Uh, Satish, uh, I also believe that you uh, are a blogger. 
So what do you write about? Where do you write it? If people want to read your blog, how can they access it? So I didn't write a pers I haven't written a personal blog. I mean I don't I don't have a site on my own but I I am an author and a co-editor of uh, uh one of my friends uh, site called www.digitala11y.com. So this particular site uh, we are running to make sure that accessibility is made simple for everyone. So people who want to learn, people who want to grow their career, be it uh uh, be it disabled or non-disabled, we wanted to make sure that you know whatever we learned, we put them in simple words, and they want to, they can learn from that. Uh, so that was how this started. And uh, after he saw my written communication, he asked me to write blogs in that one, and I started writing, uh, particularly in technical topics and accessibility. Uh, but I do have certain write-ups on my uh, of my own. Uh, so far, I haven't published. One of my friends told me that she would give me an up uh, a slot for to publish. I so main thing was uh, they are all motivating me to start a personal blog um, because my topics are a bit wide. I I I do some film review or sometimes I go with uh, music reviews or sometimes I go with the technology, not just accessibility, but you know maybe talking about a software or all that with people and people. Always say that you know better. Why don't you write this down probably and you know publish it as a blog? So it is still in the pipeline. Maybe one day that would become a dream. I mean, uh, dream come true. That's all. So Satish, uh, you also were telling me that you're interested in music. You're interested in audio editing, and you're also interested in beatboxing. I wonder what that is. Uh, tell us a little bit about those interests of yours. So beatboxing is nothing but you know playing rhythm with your vocal cords and your mouth that's all and uh, so usually you know um, there are many people who do that i never learned this art i never even thought about this during my college days i it was one of the hostel day function wherein i first demonstrated this and people started um, liking that one and that was how uh, this beatboxing started I never went to any competition or anything because I just do it because I love music. That's all. It was not meant for competing with people and all that. And the second thing is, uh, yeah. So uh, when I was a when I was a kid, um, um, like I I was I was used to sing a lot and I used to go to competitions from my school itself. And it was a really good um, exposure because we used to compete with sighted, non-sighted everyone. And uh, that's how I got, uh, I know that was a very good opportunity, but um, somebody told my dad not to uh, motivate me in music because, you know, otherwise I would be taking a keyboard and, you know, um, walking like a, you can say that, you know, uh, probably, a, you know, gypsy and, you know, will be wandering and all that. Because those days, um, visually impaired people, not many, many were educated or many were taking up employment. So then when I moved to my higher secondary side, they taught us keyboard. They had a very good orchestra and I was part of the band too. But then I never bought anything on my own. Then 11th, 12th went with just a Casio keyboard of uh, somebody gifted me. Then during my college days, I got my first keyboard and uh, we, we got um, uh, me and my roommate and there was one more guy who we formed a small band. Uh, so one guy was used to uh, 
they are all sighted people so one guy used to play mautagan the other guy was a guitarist and i was a keyboard so we, we keyboardist so we used to we created a piece of our own and we played it in one of the christmas uh, celebration event in college and the professor was a music director there and he appreciated that effort and that's how it all started and but then when i started going to carry uh, my work i couldn't carry that forward because i was traveling to different places so i couldn't carry such a big keyboard and all that so it kind of stopped um now that i bought a uh, an apple mac computer which has garage band which is a music production software it is not like a it's a <clears throat> minimalistic music production software i would say um and from there i have i have started uh, playing music on my own and i'm not done a full production of anything so far because i need a full fledged at least a midi controller or some device to do that <clears throat> um but once i settle down because it's now it's a work from home situation and i'm still in my native and i can't continue being here because opportunities will not come uh, if i am stagnated here so i have to move out once i settle down probably i would uh, buy a uh, professional device and then i would start working on that satish it's been wonderful talking to you uh, uh, it's a pleasure in fact and uh, you've done a lot in uh, limited amount of time and you have a good perspective of life i wish you the very best and as you go forward may you climb heights and be an example and inspiration for many more to follow you i wish ye roshni ka karwa this podcast was brought to you by score foundation Shani ka karwa